Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. I'm going to introduce the um, author. She's also a freelance journalist, Marilyn Cohen de Villiers. And we're going to be talking about her book, The Heart Warrior's Mother. Marilyn, welcome. Lovely to have you on the show today. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Marilyn, before we start talking about the book, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about you because you have such a, a fascinating background and, you know, um, being a journalist and growing up in South Africa in a Jewish household, but you said not very observant, but very warm and lovely. Tell us a little bit about growing up, studying at Rhodes and then marrying out of your religion. Yeah, well, my parents were actually quite amazing people, uh, Margaret and Max Cohen. I think they're very well known in the community. They ran kosher mobile mills for many years. Oh, wow. Um, after, after they'd retired. But our home was, it, it was so normal, it was abnormal. And as a writer, they did me a great disservice because I had no <laughs> angst and no hang-ups and no um, any of the, the things that, you know, kind of, an artist or creator is expected to have. My, my uh -huh. childhood was very, very ordinary. And That's amazing. That's amazing, um, though, Marilyn. That's my, my parents were holding hands until, they, you know, virtually my dad died and they it was just, you know, just shy of their 60th anniversary. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't say that they, they were, um, perf you know, absolutely perfect. There were never any arguments. Of course they were. But we had a very stable, very good, very solid upbringing. When I went off to Rhodes and they were very supportive of me, it was difficult for them for, to pay for my education. My parents both worked, uh, which is unusual in those days. My mom worked full time. And then when I decided that I wanted to marry out, they had a very um, pragmatic approach to that. The attitude was, we can lose a daughter, we can gain a son. Mm -hmm. And they chose to gain a son. Wow. And it's quite interesting because in your book, um, The Heart Warrior's Mother, your the, the, the mother in the book is Jewish as well, and she marries out of her religion. And this actually plays quite a, a role in the story and how the story unfolds. Were you able to access your personal experience and able to use that when writing the book, Marilyn? Okay. Nikki, to be absolutely clear, the book is inspired by a true story. So the story of the child in the book, the heart warrior, is true. Yes. The characters are changed. So the parents, the actual parents are not of different faiths in real oh, life. Oh, I see. Oh, I okay. see. Oh, I see. So I, I changed it slightly. And yes, I did draw on my own experience to a point. But again, I've had the most amazing family that was incredibly accepting and decided to accept me and my husband. And... Friday nights, we had it at our house and, it, at, you know, and he cooked, he was the cook in the house. He cooked Friday Shabbat suppers when it was my turn to have it. And, um, you know, he was, he was very much, he never converted, but he, both my daughters, our daughters had bat mitzvahs and he was incredibly supportive of that. Different to the couple, the fictional couple in the book. In the book, I hear you. Marilyn, we're going to take a quick break and then let's get started. I want to hear all about the book, um, okay. why I write about um, congenital heart disease and also the incredible impact that it's having on the community. Uh, and I talk about the, the community being the, the medical community, especially the words from Professor Rob Kinsley. So we'll, we'll chat about that after the break. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.
Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have Marilyn Cohen de Villiers on the show today. She's a freelance journalist and an author, and she's just written The Heart Warrior's Mother. So, Marilyn, just before the break, I said, you know, this is a book, as you said, the, the, the main character is based on a true story. Why write about uh, congenital heart disease? What, what inspired you? After my mom had um, COPD and after she passed away, we were selling her oxygen concentrators. And if you read the book, you will see oxygen concentrators feature quite prominently in the book. And a man came to a young man came to the house and to buy it, not for his daughter who had the congenital heart defect. This is the father of the child I've written about, but to give away to somebody else who needed it, which was amazing. Anyway, he was telling me the child's story. And I've been thinking about writing a book about when is it enough to say stop with treatment based on my experience with what my mother had gone through. And um, when he told me the little one's story, I went, wow, that's a story I have to write. So I started off writing it as a nonfiction book. But the parents couldn't remember all the detail that I needed to make a nonfiction book readable. Mm -hmm. It was just, I mean, and, and it's understandable if you're told when your baby is eight days old that your child will die if they don't have open heart surgery, you don't tend to remember exactly what the doctors told you at that point. Mm. So that, there was that. And as a journalist, I just couldn't make up facts. I couldn't do it. It has to be either factual or not. So I decided after battling with it for a long time, I spoke to the parents and I said, would you mind if I fictionalize? And they said, not at all. Go ahead with our blessing. So I did. I think it makes for a better readable story. But as I said, the basic story of the little child is absolutely accurate. So give us a background uh, or, or just a synopsis of, of what, what the book is about, Marilyn. So we, we, there's this young, this is little baby, eight days old, um, but just a, a, just a skeleton. So we have an idea okay. of what happens. So, so the parents are a young couple, thrilled and excited that they have going to have, they've got a little boy and far too soon that she falls pregnant again and has a little girl. Um, she wasn't expecting it, but she's thrilled now. She's got what she called her pigeon pair. And everything's going to be great. And they can't wait for the little girl to grow up. But little girl is born with a congenital heart defect. And then things go wrong from there, as far as the child is concerned. It is just one setback after another setback after another setback. And the terrible strain this puts not only on the mother and on the baby, obviously, but on the mother, the father, the, the, the child, their respective families. It is just how they have to try and deal with it and the guilt that the mother feels because she's, firstly, was she to blame? Secondly, is she doing enough for her very sick baby? Third, is she neglecting her other child? You know, is she, she's feeling guilty because she feels guilty. She feels guilty because she feels trapped. All those kinds of emotions is what we're exploring in the book. And I'm sure there are people who are listening now, Marilyn, who can relate. Um, just last week, we we spoke to a young cancer survivor, just a, really, if she was six months old when she was diagnosed, and the mother facing those very real challenges. 
And so this is so real for so many people, Marilyn. And also interesting um, that just some facts, one in 100 children is born with a congenital heart defect and that congenital heart disease is approximately 60 times more prevalent than childhood cancer and about 25 times more common than cystic fibrosis. So, so wow so I mean you know I, I certainly never knew that and you don't you, you you don't pussyfoot around any of this in fact you go into so much detail in terms of the medical procedures and how it works that Professor Rob Kinsley who's a South African doyen of pediatric cardiac surgery and founder and member of the World Society of Pediatric and Congenital Heart Surgery wrote to you um, because he was so impressed and he said that the description of all the medical aspects was amazingly accurate. How did you do that Marilyn? I mean <laughs> why did you focus so much on being so accurate? Was that really important for you with the telling of the story? extremely important for me. I, in my very, very, very long career as a journalist, I was a medical reporter for some time. I edited a medical magazine. So medical issues, you know, were really, really close to me. And if I'm going to talk about something like that, it has to be accurate. So in addition to what the mother told me, and I met the, the baby's um, cardiologist as well at one point, um, I did research and made sure that I got it as correct as I could make it. I need to emphasize, and Nikki, this is not a medical book. It's it's a story about a mother and having to deal with it. And her, it's about her trying to understand what is going on with her child. Mm. Um, the first time the doctor draws a diagram to show her what is going on in her baby's heart, she kind of thinks to herself, and I say in the book, I wish I'd paid more attention in my you know biology classes at school. Because suddenly I'm talking about oxygenated blood and deoxygenated blood. And I don't understand this stuff. Mm. Just to try. So I, I, I paid careful attention, not just to use medical terms and to be a big deal, but so that people can understand the intricacies involved. Yeah. What's also interesting is uh, Professor Kinsley then goes on to say that, um, you know, that how good the book was, but that he, he then says that, this book should be read by every trainee and trained pediatric cardiac surgeon, cardiologist, pediatrician, and others to give them a better understanding of the complete picture rather than simply the patient. It would make them better, more holistic medical providers. What does he mean by that? Just expand. What was your understanding of, of what he said to you, these words? He, he went on to explain. He says very often as cardiologists, pediatric cardiologists, whatever, they focus on the, on the patient and they focus on the disease, but particularly where there is a baby or a child involved, it's a whole family that you also have to think about. Mm. And you need to understand the pressures that they are under. You need to explain to them. You need to take time to help them through it. You need to understand the implications of your decision, your medical decision on the family. So, so we, I mean, he, you know, he said to me, and it says it's the most difficult thing to do. He gave me, in her letter that he wrote to me that you're quoting from, he gave me an example of a child that he had operated on when the child was 24 hours old and had a whole string of procedures. And then at the age of 16, had to have a heart-lung transplant. Now, four years later, this child is competing in cycling competitions. Mm, yeah. So yeah. you have the real good news stories. 
That's it. It's hard for, for doctors to know when to pull back, when to go forward. How can they? It's hard for the parents. Well, you 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 also explore, you know, pertaining to the, the question that I asked a little bit earlier about this marriage. Because you explore that, you explore the impact that this has on a marriage, and especially this marriage, because these two people from different religions come together, one Jewish, one Muslim, both, you know, non-practicing, and yet going through this journey, they has a different impact on their, their religion or their outlook or the way they respond. And that really affects the way they deal with this challenge. Um, again, you know, that's a that's a an, another theme to to explore. You know, I, that's why I asked the question, were you able to extrapolate anything from your relationship and, and what you experienced? But as you said, so different, maybe you can just speak to that and why it is you wanted to explore um, how these kind of challenges can bring about completely different reactions and and the dynamics within the family and the impact that it can have. I think very often one presumes that parents always agree on what is the best course of action for a child. And very often they don't. Now, okay, I came across the reason, the fact that, that the one parent in, in my book is Jewish and the other one is Muslim it just adds to the dynamic effectively yeah. for the book. I mean, as I said, I have fictionalized it. So it's a bit more dramatic. But even within families where the, the parents are of the same background, they will react differently. They often do. And I asked a friend who is a lawyer, well, not the lawyer, but the person who works for the lawyer, what would happen if the parents don't agree on a, on a course of action? What is the law state? And the law actually doesn't state much in South Africa. Sure. One parent has the right to decide on the treatment of a child if there is joint, there is no, there's no custody agreement. So you're both parents. It's There's more set out if the parents are divorced. But if the parents are still married, it's a problem. And my friend came back to me after she discussed it with her boss, who is a very well-known lawyer in our area, and said, wow. He'd never come across this. He's in family law, but it must happen. And I just took it a little bit further for dramatic purposes. But parents won't always agree. Mm -hmm. I want my child to um, have a breast enlargement and the father says, not on your life. No way. But as mm -hmm. the child is older, what happens when the child is younger and the parents totally disagree on the course of action? And here, of course, I mean, you're talking about that, but here we're talking about what could be life-saving life saving surgery or it could be life-ending surgery. I mean, I mean, these are the kind of decisions. So complex. Um, Marilyn, we're going to take a break. After the break, let's talk about, you know, your, your association with the Children's Cardiac Foundation of Africa, um, having okay. written the book. So we'll chat about that in a moment. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life.
Welcome back to the show. This is the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Marilyn Cohen de Villiers is my guest today. She's a freelance journalist and an author. We're talking about authored many uh, incredible books, but today we're talking about the Heart Warrior's Mother. It is uh, she has fictionalized a true story. So the the uh, main character, the protagonist, is it's based on a young girl. True story, but the family in the family dynamics have been fictionalized and Marilyn uh, you know we, we we've been discussing all sorts of um, issues that come up um, when you're faced with these kind of challenges I mean just last week um, I chatted to Megan Harrington and we were talking about Mackenzie who over two years has she's cancer-free. And this was after um, her life-saving bone marrow transplant, which was an absolute success. So we we talk about this on the show all the time. And I, it's just so fascinating, Marilyn, as you were saying before the break, that what happens when parents are faced with this in terms of the law and these the mother and the father have got opposing views um, and how to move forward. And these are all the kind of themes that you tackle um, in the Heart Warriors Mother. Just before the break, I said your association with um, the Children's Cardiac Foundation of Africa. Tell us about that. I wanted to, because the parents had given me so much and so much of their time, so much of their love, so much of their inspiration to write this book, I just decided I felt I wanted to give something back. So I looked around for an organization that I could donate um, part of my royalties too. And I came across this, um, the, the cardiac, the Children's Cardiac Foundation of Africa, and I saw that Prof Kinsley was associated with it. And I remember Prof Kinsley from when I was a medical reporter, and he's hugely um, respected. So I knew that this foundation was a good way to go. This foundation basically raises money to pay for the, the, the um, heart surgery for children in public public hospitals don't have medical aid um, across Africa. He also helps to train cardiac, pediatric cardiac surgeons and the teams that work with the children. And I just thought, you know, the, the family that I wrote about, they did have a medical aid and it was still financially crippling for them to pay for the treatment that the, the little one had you know, required. And I just felt that this was an, an excellent um, um, organization to, to donate some money to. He, Prof Kinsley started another unit at Sunninghill Hospital, which is the main um, hospital in Johannesburg area, um, or a similar type of foundation to raise money. And I think he said that they um, operated on over a thousand patients. This foundation is kind of based in Durban because Prof moved down there and there was no cardiac, pediatric cardiac um, unit down there at the time. And I just, in a, to me, I don't really care if the child's operated on in Johannesburg or Durban or Cape Town or wherever it might be, just so long as they do get the life-saving surgery that, that they need. Mm, I think it's amazing. So percentage um, will be donated to the Children's Cardiac Foundation of Africa, TCCFA, Marilyn. Once the book was complete and you handed it over, I'm sure, to the parents of this little girl that you wrote about, what were their thoughts? Because obviously so much of the story was real for them and then a whole lot wasn't. What, what was their response? 
Well, Nikki, to be honest, I'm only handing over the book tomorrow. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) The mother and I are going out to have coffee and to catch up. It's been a few years since we've seen each other, certainly not since COVID. And, um, but, you know, I did at the time, I said to her, I want to fictionize it. And she said to me, Marilyn, I trust you. And she, she and her husband have moved on, you know, that they, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure she, they're such beautiful, wonderful people that I'm sure even if she's a little bit, I don't think she will be there because I, I made it very clear that I was going to fictionalize it. I've been very true to the character of their little girl though. Her booming laugh and her big brown eyes, and she's feisty. She, the most adorable little thing. Um, yeah, I think I think that will cancel out any other misgivings they may have. I hope. Fingers crossed. Misgivings they may have had. Do you get a little bit nervous about them? About their reaction? Yeah. Yeah, I do a bit. Obviously, I do. But. Their goal in, in talking to me and writing the book was to raise awareness about congenital heart defects. Yeah. And that is that was their goal. And so I think I hopefully I've done that. And and your goal for it, Marinin? I would really like to raise lots and lots of money for the foundation, but you probably know authors don't make a lot of money, but I just feel it's something that I do have to do. Yeah, that's what my goal, and I, you know, that, that I hope I sell the books and people read it and people become aware, and um, that that's really all I can ask for. Yeah. Well, how do people get their hands on the book? Well, it should be in um, bookstores. Book if your bookstore, your local bookstore doesn't have it, they should ask for it and get it ordered in. Um, my distributor... Um, it's just only started going into the stores about a week ago. So it's it's in, so far, no stores in Johannesburg have bought, but I think that might be because of the cycle of the um, sales from the distributor. Um, so it should be going in and you can ask your bookstore to get it for you. Um, and then it's also, of course, available online, Amazon. It's available as an ebook and as, an, as a print book. Fantastic. Marilyn, it sounds it, it sounds like a fascinating book. It sounds like a, uh, you know, going through the journey, the, the intricacies of relationships, the, everything is there. And um, I hope lots of people buy the book. I think a lot of people who are listening, it would resonate, as I said. And also, wow, it's going to such a fantastic cause. So that is The Heart Warrior's Mother, inspired by a true story. Marilyn, thank you so much. So wonderful having you on the show. All the very best and hope the hope that um, uh, the, the parents of Lily um, yeah, resonate with the book. Enjoy the book. I hope so too. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. I Take really care. appreciate it. Thank you. It. Oh, thank, you thank you, Marilyn. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.